This is Frank Zales, and you're listening to another Frame by Frame audio series. For this episode 54, um, I want to talk about being undrafted and what that means in my landscape or in my environment. But before I go on, I first want to wish everyone a happy Father's Day. I usually don't uh, release audio notes or episodes, I should say. Um, during specific times, but because this is the undrafted episode, um, it kind of worked out. It wasn't intentional, but it worked out that way. Um, because I think it plays hand in hand, um, especially with me, of course, being a father, um, and what undrafted even means like means in as as a profession. And I'm not talking about a basketball player, a baseball player, football, uh, that type of an athlete um, being undrafted. Even though it's amazing uh, for this, you know, for the last over the last say three years, the experience the the Golden State Warriors have had, and um, you know, going to the finals that they've gone five years in a row, you know, winning championships, and then they had a, they suffered a heartbreaking loss. Um, to the Toronto Raptors, congratulations to them. Um, but what was amazing was there was, if you would have said that an undrafted basketball point guard out of Duke would have been playing in a elimination game, big minutes, um, and then for the, in, the, in the NBA Finals, that's the, probably the last thing that you would have expected, and that's what happened with Quinn Cook. Um, and that idea how that translates to business, how that translates to real life is very much so. Sometimes we think that when we look at, because of social media, because of you know television and mass media, we see certain instances or we see things and we think that that speaks for the entire body um, in those environments and that's not the case. There, there are circumstances where it does happen where you know, you're just this breakout you know, all around um, athlete or professional and, you know, you end up, you know, being the LeBrons, the Kobe's um, or even the Mark Zuckerberg's with Facebook and what Amazon is doing. Um, those are like the, the, you know, the number one draft picks types of scenarios. But it doesn't stop there. Um, and that's what I love. I consider myself professionally um, an undrafted player um, and, I, and I love it. Um, the game of life is, is, is the game I chose to play. Um, I played a little bit of video games growing up, but I would, it, it just took too much emotionally out of me doing it. And after a certain amount of time, I said, I, I said, fuck this. I'm not playing video games. I, I don't want to, I don't want to give that much energy into something that's really not really doing anything. All it is is a video game. Um, could I probably looked at it a different way? Maybe so, but I'm glad that I looked at it that way because now as an adult, I don't think that it's productive for me, you know, no, not to anybody who does it and, and, you know, grabbing a game here and there and playing is cool. But unless you're, you're, you're making some money playing video games, no grown ass adult should be spending all that time, unless that's what you want to do. If you want to do that and you're happy, then, then it works. But for me, it didn't. But so what I did decide to do was play the game of life. And that came, you know, with a price, right? Because you, it wasn't a scenario where I was, you know, the, the, the expected um, kid growing up to be. I wasn't super athletic. 
you know, I wasn't, you know, the best player on the basketball team. Um, growing up, really, I wasn't even, I wasn't even popular. I became popular as time went on. But before, like, eighth grade, I remember, like, seventh grade, before that time, like, I was just another kid trying to figure things out, um, trying to get in with the cool kids, you know, try to, trying to belong to, to, to something. Um, but it wasn't until about seventh grade where things started changing because I became more active and, and I really started playing this game of life and understanding, okay, um, I didn't have, you know, I, I didn't have these advantages, but the advantage that I have is that I'm, I'm not the expected one um, or I'm not expected to win because of certain circumstances. You grew up in a single home, you're the oldest of six kids, you know, you're on welfare, you're living in the hood where, you know, things are, are, are just, everything's falling apart around you. You know, you're, you really don't have any, any role models. You know, my family did a great job. My father and mother, you know what I mean? Like they did a fantastic job. My mother being um, an activist in education and my father was just a typical hard, busting his ass man. Like that's just what he did. Um, so I had those examples, I had those key things that I honed in on as time went on. And even now, while I'm on this journey, I look back at it and I see how important, you know, learning and working hard, how that plays into, you know, making it uh, or getting, achieving the goals that I want to achieve. And so for this audio series, I definitely wanted to talk about, you know, being undrafted, uh, being the, the underdog or, or, you know, not being the, the top five pick of, you know, most likely things to happen. Um, and, and how important that is because I think that we fall short. Um, it, it, it stops us from creating. I was a victim of that when I first started as a photographer, you know, like I needed to have every single piece of equipment. And if I didn't have this gadget or that gadget or this lens or that camera or whatever it was, this environment, if I didn't have any of that, I procrastinated, I took so long to create something that I just did, I just wasted time until a certain point of time came where I just said, you know what, I'm gonna start with this butterfly that's in that's in the lawn or this, you know, take a picture of this cow down the road because you know you live in Florida and you know that you could be in a in a city type environment, you can you can go right down the street and all of a sudden you see a whole bunch of cows. Um, so I just really started taking pictures of whatever it is that I could and eventually as time went on, now I'm fully, it's, it's amazing because I went from having all this equipment and, and not producing what I should have, and now I do a majority of my work right out of my iPhone. Um, and that's, it's amazing because that, that transition that, that, that happens when you start looking at things in a different way um, really, really has been uh, the key factors in, in the success that I have you know, gained so far, the traction that I've gained so far. Um, and even though, you know, we continue working because it's depending on what, it is, what your goals are, but I, I'm, I'm far from where I want to be, but I'm far from where I was, and that's the beauty. And so for the undrafted episode, I, I wanted to, to really speak on that. I wanted to document that because that is something that I um, deal with on a consistent basis. I deal with, um, you know, in my, in my personal life, you know, even as a parent, right? As a parent, you, you, you're working hard and, and, you know, maybe circumstances are, you know, they're, they're just different because, 
you may not be with the people, you know, people, you, you, you're not with the person that you were with, you know, like, and so now you're sharing your co-parenting and, you know, what that looks like, you know, and is that the typical, the American, what society says, how things are supposed to be, and it, it's based off of society, is not, but it doesn't matter, you know what I mean, like, it doesn't have to be the cookie cutter system that, that's put in place, and, and I'm happy, the children are happy, you know, like, and that's, that's really all that matters. And then professionally, it's the same thing. Um, you know, as a professional, you would think it's like, man, you know, we're always trying to hit this home run, and it's great, and there's nothing wrong with going at, you know, when you take your at-bat, there's nothing wrong with looking for that home run hit. Um, but a bunch of base hits, you know what I mean, like, also work too. And that's what the Undrafted episode is about. The Undrafted episode is about frame by frame, brick by brick, piece by piece, situation by situation, project by project, image by image, you know, design by design, you know, like failure after failure, you know, like all the way to get to you, to, to, to be able to continue to learn and continue to, to you know, to, to bust your ass and work hard. The two core foundations that were instilled in me, the one thing that I had with an abundance was the amount of time that my mommy would spend in the school system you know, as an immigrant coming here from Aruba, you know, and, and, and working in, in a warehouse and then finding her way to uh, um, volunteering at the school that I was going to, which wasn't the coolest thing ever, but she, she fought and fought and advocated for, um, you know, fusing the gap between parenting and the school system and what that looked like. And I'm so proud of everything she's accomplished. There's this big box that she has with a bunch of, uh, um, you know, awards that she's won and for being recognized, for being an advocate for education. And then here's my dad. He was the hardest worker. He would bust his ass working and making sure that he had whatever it is that he needed and was able to provide to the best that he could. You know, and those two key elements, 20-something years later, I'm now looking at it as an undrafted player, you know, like in this industry of, you know, of life. And um, those are the two core foundations that have been my, that the, the have given me the, the, the biggest advantage, right? And so it's, it's so amazing that at times the things that we think that are disadvantages, if you change our perspective, we can see how there are advantages. Sometimes not having it all, you know what I mean? Like I remember one time I, I'll share a story with you and it's like so, so typical. Um, and, and it fits perfect for this audio series, um, this audio um, episode. And so I remember getting a pair of sneakers. I will never forget. All black pair of sneakers. They had name brand on them. They had, there were a pair of Pro Wings. A pair of Pro Wings sneakers. Um, and I remember buying them. I don't know at the time what they cost, $7 maybe, something like that. But I remember going to school and wearing those pro wings. And I remember the kids making fun of me. They were making fun of me so bad that I came up with a lie. And I told them that they forgot to put the Nike symbol on the sneaker. And I had to go back so that I can get the Nike symbol added to the sneaker. What kind of bullshit lie was that? Of course they knew I was lying. But... It was just that I wanted to fit in so bad, right, that 
you know, the, I, I, I came up with this lie saying that the manufacturer didn't put the symbol on the sneaker and, you know, this bullshit that I, that I gave them. But when we try to fit in so much or we try to belong to, you know what I mean, like we tried because we don't have, my, my parents did the best that they could to give me the best that they could and they did. Um, and that sometimes, you know, you fall short, you, you, you make up these things to try to cater to, to other people. You know what I mean? Like, and now, you know, I look back as an adult now, and, and this is amazing journey that I have been on, that I've been on, the, the amazing projects and amazing things that I, I'm able to do and, and I'm still doing and I continue to do. And some, you know, some people will, in their lifetime will never get to this point. Um, and it's just amazing how, how the table turns, you know? Um, and so, yeah, you know, being undrafted, being the top pick is, is, is a fantastic thing. But also being that that you know that workhorse that just works his way and like her, her or her way and earns her position and earns everything that, is that she gets, that is so much sweeter because you know that you did it in a way that can be sustained. The problem with being the top pick, the problem with you know being the the, the, the expected or the cool you know part of the cool crowd and all that. And there's nothing wrong with it. You know what I mean? Like I'm not like bashing like oh well no it's it's an amazing thing i hope that if i was able to get that shot i'm like man let me get the shot of being the number one pick or the or the the most popular or the one expected to do something or this huge thing but i also have those foundations of understanding educating yourself and learning and also busting your ass as a foundation because if not it won't sustain it won't work and that's what you get now, right? You get all these people. Everyone has, you know, a million followers. Everyone is the cool. They're, they're the coolest people. Everybody. They have all the things ex- from the exterior that looks like they're playing the part. But then when you start looking into, you know, what it is that's really going on, they ain't doing shit. There's nothing that's being produced there. It's just a, a shell. You know what I mean? Like, so would you rather, you know, be the number one, you know, the, 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 the top, you know, uh, or the the most popular. Would you rather be all that and not be happy, or would you rather have to work hard but enjoy yourself on the process? And that's what being undrafted is: is is standing on the side of the out crowd, right? The not so cool. Standing on the side of the one that doesn't get picked, right? Standing on the side of the brand that's not, you know, that hasn't developed and building something, whether it's in a relationship whether it's professionally, whatever it is that you're doing, the best opportunity that you have is an opportunity to build something. Why? Because you, you, you understand the fundament, you understand the, the dynamics, you understand how this thing, this machine works, right? And so when things come up, because they will, right? You know how many players go to the NBA as number one picks? I'm not gonna call anybody out because I'm not. That's not what this is about. But I mean, you just look it up. Look up how many number one players, number one picks overall, go to play professional sports, and they end up being shit. They end up not doing anything, and a lot of them can't recover from it because you being a number one pick, you have all these high expectations. You have all this going for you, but you don't understand learning and working. You know what I mean? Like, and you don't, you know, maybe your first four years isn't what it's supposed to be. But then guess what? You, you don't know how to recover from it. Emotionally, you can't handle it. 
right? The same way I couldn't handle it as a kid being made fun of or not having what everyone else did. So I had to make up a lie. You know what I mean? Like that's that's what this this whole thing is about. And that has been my greatest asset is to be able to look at things that kind of that that way. Um, an amazing story of, of the finals, even though I was going for the Golden State Warriors, was on the flip side was Jeremy Lin. Um, Jeremy Lin was drafted by the uh, the Golden State Warriors. He's made his way around the, the NBA, and um, I remember there was a, there was a moment I forget the years exactly, but there was a moment when he played for the New York Knicks where Lin sanity happened, and he just went on a tear and was just had the highest moments. You know what I mean? Like uh, of an NBA player, it, it, like everything he shot, everything he he was doing, like he just couldn't he couldn't lose. But then after that, he fell off and really hasn't recovered since. He had a number of injuries and all that. Well, for 2019, Jeremy Lin won an NBA. He's a champion. He's a champion. And then I've seen an interview with him um, as well because I was intrigued at the fact that I didn't realize that he played for the Golden State Warriors. How ironic was that? He was playing the Warriors in, in, you know, in the finals, and he ends up winning a championship. Um, there's more than one path to, to the end result. If you fall in love with the with the path that you're taking, you're gonna put yourself in a serious um, that you're gonna compromise what your end goal is. Because here's the thing: things change, right? If you don't adapt, you know things change. You can't recover. But in an interview that I saw with him, he said, you know, when people with Lin Sanity and everything that's happened with that, um, I'm thinking that the, most likely the interview was before he won this championship. But still, it was kind of the mindset that I was interested in. Um, in this interview, but he was like, if you look at my NBA career and you look at Lynn Sanity, you would think for a moment that there was all these highlights, like there was just like these big moments. And even though that was big, part of his, most of his NBA career, he's been fighting uphill. He's, he's suffered more losses than he has wins. But through grace and, and through faith and through working your ass off and through learning, He's still now he's an NBA champion and he's still you know he's still on that journey. So you know I don't ever want to. I don't care too much about getting to where I'm getting to. I want to get into levels, variations of that. Meaning I, I want to continue to work. I want to continue to grind. I want to continue to hustle. Like I love that part of the process. I love the part of the, of, of development. For I spent some time you know and I still do director work where I, you know, direct projects with well, music videos, um, you know, just different types of projects, but, and, and I enjoyed that, um, but not as much as I enjoyed the, the, everything that comes before the actual shooting, sitting down and coming up with the ideas, what does this look like visually, how do we, in a creative way, incorporate, uh, you know, art, sound, collaborating with different different working pieces that create that shot is what I'm more passionate about. And so when I moved into the pivot to creative director, I said this environment works for me because I am able to work with different departments that do different things and continue to collaborate, continue to build and problem solve because that's what that is. Is problem solving. That's what any type of that's great. What you are or what you need to be is a problem solver. And if you haven't figured that out yet, you have a problem. The great thing is 
because it isn't too late. Hopefully, you know, you get a chance to listen to this audio series. You know, I, I as much as it is about um, me documenting a thought process, you know, it's also there for me to share. And that's why I, I put it on platforms. It's available on you know, Facebook, on Instagram, on iTunes and on SoundCloud uh, for the moment. Um, because it's there for, you know, for us to, to build some type of dialogue, please. And I get it today. You know, it was awesome. I got a, I got a message from someone. Um, they were from they're from South Africa, and um, I want to I want to say it's South Africa, but I got a message from him, and he's like, "Hey, listen, man, uh, your 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 last episode, there's something wrong with the audio file," and I didn't know because I recorded it, and I just kind of like go there, and I haven't had a chance to go back and listen to it, and I went back and listened to it, and I was just like, "Oh man, it is." It does. It, it, it's a shitty. It's a shitty file. Um, so I have to look back at that. But you know, it, it's amazing, man. It's it's very humbling to, to to be able to create something and to be able to get the kind of feedback that you get, not realizing um, that I'm really, really doing this to document these thoughts. These are like footnotes to something bigger later on. I'm hoping that you know to be able to release this in in a written format and and, and publish my my first book. Is, is what my my goal is at some point in time. Um, I do want to I do want to write books, but in the time being, as I'm sharing this, it's cre- it's in, you know the engagement is what's awesome. Whether you like me or not, it's okay, as long as you have an opinion. That to me is more valuable because I learn from that. You know, I've I've, I've taken the, the criticism. I've taken the the information that's given to me allows me. To, uh, to utilize that, to, to enhance myself and get better. And so for this audio series, 54, um, Undrafted, I wanted to touch base on that um, just to, to, to kind of put this all into, you know, into one thing and bring it all home is don't focus too much on the end, re- end result to where we put, we, sometimes we, put, we, we paint this picture and we see our lives a certain kind of way. And if we don't see us, if we don't, always realize how we're going to get to that end result and we think that that's a bad thing it's not learn as much as you can try things as much as you can and build a foundation whether you have to work part-time whether whatever it is you have to do in order to make that combination work that will still allow you to continue to to produce to create to document um to experience and to learn things as you go on you will get better at it and then you can dial back, right? And then you can dial away from, you know, being able to do something full time. But a lot of times we do that. And I've been victim of that, man. I had this vision of, of you know, when I first picked up a camera, I was going to be this top photographer in, you know, in the whole world. And you know what? I wasn't going to work no more. I just gave it all up and I went and nosedived in. Now, I'm not saying sometimes that works, but it didn't work for me. Because I had to find myself going back to work and then I ended up being miserable at work because that's not really what I wanted to do. So I had to find that combination of things, you know, from personal projects to commission work to, to, to having to, to find contracts with companies that I can work with that allow me to balance everything, you know, allow me to balance everything. And as time goes on, I dial things in one, in one direction or the other to, to fit my current situations because things change. You can, be, you can become the number one draft pick, right? You get ready. You, you waited for all this moment. You go to play. You have on your fresh outfit. You look the part and all that. You go out there. You get injured. And guess what? You're out for the season. Now what? Now you have, now you have to readjust. 
You have to, you know what I mean? Like, or you don't, things are not what you expected them to be. And now you have to readjust. How do you do that? If you, are, you know, you don't wait until those things come up for you to, no, you start to build a foundation. You start to build a, a wireframe or the spider, um, which I'll, I'll talk about that in a future episode. I definitely want to talk about the, the, uh, my spider grid and, and what that is because it's a great way to organize. Um, I, I might do what I might do is for my next because I haven't done the literary series, which is like my written version of this um, um, audio series, the frame by frame audio series on um, the frame by frame audio series, but the literary um, series on medium. So I might do that and, and, and break down the you know my spider grid, but for organizing. But the whole point of this is what I'm trying to say is that you lay down the foundation, you make sure the foundation is right. So that no matter what ends up happening, is sometimes you might have to rebuild, but as long as you have a strong foundation, um, you can recover. Until next time, this is Frank Zales with another frame by frame audio series, Undrafted. Peace.